So maybe it was your very first time going to church. You looked at the sign and it said Pentecostal on it, and you'd never been to a church like that before. And so you walked in. The first thing you noticed was that people really liked to worship the Lord, and they were kind of loud about it. The second thing you probably noticed was that these Pentecostals look a little bit different. Maybe you noticed that women have long hair. Maybe you noticed that uh, they were dressed a certain way. Maybe you noticed that they were modest. Well, if you were raised as an apostolic Pentecostal, we take some of these things for granted. The beauty of, of holiness, which is inward and outward. Well, I invited a good friend to church one time, and she had never been to a church like mine. And she worshipped the Lord, was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And she came up to me and she asked a great question. She said, Nathan, I've noticed that not many people here wear jewelry. Why is that? Well, I think that's a great question. You amazing listeners have been submitting questions to the podcast. And this is one of the questions that has come up. Why don't some Christians do piercings or wear jewelry? Well, that's a good question. And we're going to take time to answer it for you here today on the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, guys. It's going to be a great episode. Let's go. Hey, my friends, thank you so much for clicking play on this podcast episode. And I just wanted to say thank you to every listener who's left a five-star rating and review. And um, a few of you have emailed me at podcastnoteworthy at gmail.com. We have our own official email now. And I told you I was going to respond to some of those. Um, Brother Anthony sent an email and said, Brother Nathan French, I just want to say thank you for your podcast. I've been listening to the podcast since the very first episode, and I thoroughly enjoyed every episode. Thank you and Sister French also for the music that you create. Those songs have truly ministered to me in the darkest times of my life, and I enjoy them so, so much. God bless you and your family. Thank you, Anthony. And for all of you that have emailed, thank you so much. If you want to email us at the show, it's podcastnoteworthy at gmail.com. I'll read every single one of them, and I will respond to them as well. Also, exciting news update. We now are able to accept voice messages here at the Noteworthy Podcast. Um, If you go to speakpipe dot com forward slash noteworthy you can click play and record a question or a comment and send it directly to me 
and I can play your voice on the show asking the question, how cool is that? I want to hear your voice. I'm tired of hearing my voice. It's time to hear yours. That link to send a voice message is in the show notes below, or you can go to the link in bio over at Podcast Noteworthy on Instagram. I can't wait to hear from you. Be sure to leave me a voicemail with questions and comments. I can't wait to play them right here on the air. That's right, the golden microphone. Well, actually, this microphone is black, but you get the point. I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening, guys. Let's get back to the show. Well, friends, we're back. We're back with another episode on the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. And today on the show, we are going to be just uh, talking a little bit about uh, jewelry. And I am talking about this on the podcast because the question has been sent to me. Um, And I want to start off the podcast by saying some might consider this to be a controversial topic. Let me just start off right off the bat here to ease your mind. This is not going to be... an attack on anybody. This is not going to be a judgment on anybody. This is going to just be a conversation um, from the Word of God about, you know, why why are there some Christians that don't wear jewelry? If you go to an apostolic Pentecostal church, you will find people in those churches. And it's not just within our faith. There are other faiths that, that teach this as well. But I want to just talk to you from the Word of God's perspective on why we don't wear jewelry. I personally do not wear jewelry. Um, My wife, Rachel, does not wear jewelry. And uh, questions arise from that. And uh, a life of outward holiness will bring up questions, and that is a good thing, my friends. And we should be prepared to just talk about that and have good, healthy, meaningful conversations about it. And that's what I want to do on the podcast today. Now, before we dive into any scriptures, and we're not going to go real in-depth today, this is going to be quick, but before we dive into any scriptures about piercings or jewelry, um, because the Bible very much does address this, and we're just going to take it from the Bible standpoint today, not off of personal opinion, but from the Word of God. Um, Before we do that, I want to share a principle with you. I want to share this thought with you. Go with me in your mind to the book of Exodus, where... God sends an angel of death to kill the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. And God tells Moses to order the Israelite families to sacrifice a lamb and smear the blood on the door of their houses. Now, it was at Georgia District Camp Meeting when Brother Art Hodges so eloquently preached this, and I had never heard it like this before. It was a revelation that will never leave me because he reads this scripture and he talks about how God tells the Israelite families to sacrifice a lamb, put the blood on the outside of the door, on the outside of the houses. And that way, the angel would know to pass over the houses of the Israelites. That spiritual force, that angel 
could look on the outside of the house. It didn't have to go in. It looked on the outside of the house. And because of what it saw on the outside, it knew that there was holiness contents on the inside of that house. God's people was identified by the angel, by the blood that was applied to the outside of the house. You and I are temples of God. Paul said, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You and I are temples of God. And we need to live a life of inward holiness and outward holiness. Now, I understand that it is possible to look holy on the outside and not be holy on the inside. And so I want to clarify that inward and outward holiness is both absolutely essential for without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So what does that have to do with jewelry? Well, it, jewelry has everything to do with our appearance, the outside of the house. It's what people see. When you get up out of bed, you go to work, go to your school, go to your job, go to your campus, well, the first thing people see is the outside. And if you have holiness on the inside that you want to share with people, they're going to have to see that there is a difference on the outside. That's, that's what's going to draw them to you. And so I want to answer the question, why do some Christians, myself included, why, why do they not wear jewelry? Why is that a part of outward holiness for them? Why don't they pierce their body? Well, this can be controversial, but it really doesn't have to be. The Bible is very clear on this. I want to start with 2 Corinthians 4, and we're going to read verse 6 through 7. It says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, the world tries to tell you that your treasure, your value, is based off of what you put on the outside. The magazines will tell you this. Your television will tell you this. Disney Plus and Hulu will tell you this, that your value is based off of what you put on the outside. But God sees you as valuable based off of, off of the treasure that he has placed on the inside of you. 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
So when some Christians decide that they are not going to wear jewelry, they have drawn a line in the sand that they do not have to adorn themselves outwardly with treasures, earthly treasures, because they have an inward treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We see this principle throughout Scripture that God looks to the inside and that based off of what's happening on the inside, there will be an outward manifestation of that holiness. This is a principle throughout Scripture. So when we talk about jewelry, which first of all, let me say, if you're listening to this and you wear jewelry, this is in no way an attack on you, my friend. Okay, everybody is in at, at their own pace and their own relationship with God. But I do pray that maybe these scriptures could open your eyes to, to see why many have taken this stance. And I always believe that when you take a stand for God, he stands for you. So you can't go wrong with, with tightening up the standard. <laughs> but 1 Peter 3 and verse 3, I'm reading from the ESV, the English Standard Version. It says it very clearly. It says, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And so... We see this uh, amazing symbolic parallel in Scripture where the Bible says that we are the bride of Christ and Jesus is coming for a pure bride. And then it is paralleled with the opposite kind of woman. There's The church is this holy, beautiful bride. And then in Revelations, it talks about this kind of substitute woman that she tries to pretend that she's the church, but she's not. You can find her in the book of Revelations, and I'm not going to go deep into this. Um, Brother Nathaniel Urshan has an incredible podcast on this called The Woman. You can go watch that on the Biblos Network. Big fan of that podcast right now. I won't do it justice like he does, but you'll notice that the bride of Christ is, is an internal, inward holiness that doesn't have to adorn itself outwardly. God's church, God's bride, is not adorned with gold jewelry or pearls or diamonds. But when you look at this, this woman in Revelations, the Bible says, it uses very harsh words, it says she is a harlot, and it associates these things where she is adorned in in gold and, and jewelry and outward apparel. And this this woman in Revelation has to adorn herself so extravagantly on the outward side of things to make up for what she lacks on the inside. I know that's a hard thought. But oftentimes when people are obsessed and or, uh, ordained with jewelry 
it's because of something they feel they are lacking on the inside. You see, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and and the treasure that God has given you, you don't feel uh, this pull to impress people on the outside. It very much has to do with modesty. 1 Timothy 2 and 8 and verse 9, I'm reading from the ESV again. It says, I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. Jeremiah 4 and 30. It says, O you, O desolate one, what do you mean that you dress in scarlet? Keep in mind here, there's a parallel going that the, 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 the color red, the scarlet red, this is in, in this culture, this is referring to a harlot, a, a woman of ill repute. It says, it says, what do you mean that you dress in scarlet? That you adorn yourself with ornaments of gold, that you enlarge your eyes with paint. Now, I, I know that we're not really, uh, we're not going to dive into to, to makeup here, but this is what it's talking about. To enlarge your eyes with paint, to, to put makeup on your face, to change your outward appearance. And Jeremiah says, in vain you beautify yourself. We see this theme over and over again, that our beauty and our value is not to be determined by adorning ourselves outwardly. No, young lady, listen to me right now. Young man, listen to me right now. You are a treasure. You are valuable to him. You don't have to ordain yourself outwardly because of what you lack inwardly. God has placed everything inside of you that you need to be of value to him and his kingdom. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Proverbs 3 and 13 through 15 says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. And so, wow, that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. But we don't have to impress people with the kind of clothes we wear, the kind of jewels we place in our ears or on our fingers or in our hair or around our ankles or our wrists. You name it, the culture's got it. Why do we make this stance? Because we are declaring that we have a value, a light that shines on the inside. It's much brighter than gold. It's much more valuable than silver. Man, man, thank you, Jesus. This has been so good. Okay, so real quick, just on the end here, want to put a little bow on top of this just to finish the question that you have submitted, you amazing listeners. Which, by the way, 
Thank you for submitting these questions. These are so good. We need to have conversations about this. It's good that the church would be talking about these things. Okay, We have to be able to share our faith. And so um, with jewelry, of course, comes the topic of piercing. Um, most jewelry that is worn requires a piercing of the body. And so what does the Bible say about that? Well, the, um, the book of Leviticus says that in, verse, in Leviticus 19 and 28, it says, You shall not make any cuts on your body or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. And so I know we're, it, it feels like we're getting into a whole other topic here. But tattoos are literally, um, how do I say this? Tattoos are given through a needle, through a piercing of some kind, um, to alter one's appearance forever. And so, (laughs) I'm trying to help somebody right now. The Bible says that we are not supposed to change our physical appearance. We're not supposed to to put tattoos on our bodies or cut ourselves or pierce ourselves. Matter of fact, when you really get down to it, when you when you look throughout scripture, anytime that there's you know uh gold, that there's um tattoos, that there's people cutting themselves, piercing themselves you have usually arrived onto the scene of some kind of idol worship. In your Bible, you have arrived to a place of idol worship. This is what Moses looks at as he comes down from the mountain and he sees them worshiping golden calves and golden images. And he tells them to take all their jewelry to take all their gold and melt it down and and to drink it so anytime that you see costly array jewelry you usually see the word scarlet red the culture would very much know that this is talking about a a harlot somebody that is of ill repute of bad reputation and so as children of god we separate ourselves from that for we are not children of the darkness. We are children of the light. And God has blessed us. 1 Corinthians 6.19 What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God's, and ye are not your own. And so usually when people talk about piercings, jewelry, tattoos, they'll say things like, well, it's, you know, it's my body and I'll do what I want. And that's a it's a post-modern worldview, but it's not God's perspective, and it shouldn't be a Christian's worldview. A Christian's worldview should say, actually, it's, it's not my body. It's God's. It belongs to Him. I belong to Him. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. 
This biblical truth changes everything. I can apply that to everything in my life. Let's pray together. Jesus, I pray for each listener right now that you'd bless them, that you'd go with them. I pray, Lord, that they would have gained some insight, some revelation on this topic today. Lord, I am certainly unworthy to try to dive into this, but Lord, you know I've done my best today. We'll be sure to give you all the glory. God, open our hearts and our ears to hear what you have to say about this topic. We'll be sure to give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, friends. Thanks for listening. I hope that this has blessed you today. Um, If this is something you've been struggling with, that's okay. Just continue to read the Word of God and let Him speak to you. And uh, if you know somebody that maybe you've had a conversation with this about and you were unsure about it, hit the share button and send this episode to them. Maybe it will help them this week. It's always noteworthy around here. And I'm so thankful that you tuned in. Be sure to leave me a voice message on the podcast. How cool would that be? I could play your voice right here on the air right now. Um, The link is in the show notes below. Um, speakpipe.com forward slash noteworthy and you can send me voicemails over there how cool is that I love you friends we look forward to seeing you heading off to general conference and have a great uh, month ahead I can't wait to share it all with you we'll see you next time on the noteworthy podcast podcast